0: joined in this segment by Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill. Uh, Gail, like I told you off-air, I only have a million questions for you. No big deal, <laughs> so uh, there we go. Let's, let's start, though, with number one. I mean, we all expected a spike in the move to Phase 4. Uh, are the rise in numbers we've been getting lately in line with expectations?
1: I think so. We'd, of course, like to see them be lower, but, um, you know, I guess the last couple of days we've had, you know, 13 uh, cases reported to us, and uh, that's a little more than we were used to but we do think more people are testing, um, maybe a little bit out of concern for being out and about and maybe realizing the, the risk to be in the community.
0: You know, let's talk about that testing, the testing numbers in the county, what do they look like and are the positive testing rates uh, remaining the same?
1: The positive testing rates um, are remaining pretty much the same right now. They, they get analyzed each week by the state health department. We were trying to keep track in the beginning for quite a while. Um, of the negative tests and the positive tests so people could see what was going on. But we, our numbers really weren't very good because it depended on the, um, all the facilities that are doing testing, sending us the negative reports and the positive, and that we just couldn't get a good picture of the negatives. Um, so we are relying now on using what the state health department lab reports on their um, website, and it's updated once a week. So it'll be updated again tomorrow, and it has us at 0.8%. Uh,
0: Wow. So those 13 tests, uh, 13 positives that we had yesterday, and we've been doing 13 a day, you know, and, and they're they're comparable to numbers we saw back in May. Uh, but uh, how, how is the testing increased in the county from May to now?
1: Well, we've had um, some, in the last two weeks, we've had a site here from the Illinois Department of Public Health um, stationed in our parking lot, and they've been doing on a slow day, they did 150, and on a very busy day, they almost broke 400. So, and they work seven days a week. Um, but even there, we don't have an accurate number for sure of all the um, negatives and positives because the positives are the only thing that are reportable. I mean, all the hospitals, the hospitals and the laboratories, and private doctors now can order tests, um, and the pharmacies. Uh, we have Walgreens doing it. They send us some information about how many they tested. Um, Certainly, they report their positives to us, but um, the whole picture of Sangamon County's testing is not really easily or not available to us at all with any accuracy, and we really wanted to be accurate.
2: Gail, um, Greg Bishop in the newsroom. Hmm. What's the... What's the age of those who are showing up positive, and do you know kind of like the demographics of uh, everybody who's being tested? I'm assuming that you may not have all of that information just based off what you said there, but what can we glean from uh, who's going out and getting tested, uh, and uh, who's actually turning out to be positive, and whether or not they're asymptomatic?
1: A lot of them are asymptomatic. I would say the majority of the people are asymptomatic that are tested, and some of them Um, come from contact tracing, which is what our job is once someone's positive to contact them, make sure they're doing okay, but also allow us to help kind of spread the word to people who may have been in close contact and we would feel had a good good chance of being exposed to this person and potentially positive. So we're seeing more people that are testing who were, we we believe may have been closely exposed. Um, So the testing is going on and the contact tracing. So the picture of that is um, how we're gleaning our information. I was going to say last week, um, it seemed like most of our numbers were the 20 to 30 age group. And about the time I was ready to say that, it, it kind of switched. So we're currently, um, we are, we're having from the upper 20s to the, the 60s and occasional um, someone who might be in their 70s. So it's, it's all over the place about the time I think we can, you know, group it. Um, it kind of changes.
0: Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Gail, in talking about contact tracing specifically, uh, how is it going in the case of Pleasant Park, Chatham? What's the latest on that?
1: Um, the, the daycare has um, worked really hard with us and um, let the parents know that there was a positive um, employee there. They isolated, you know, the, through Studying what was going on there, where this person worked. I believe there was two classrooms that they determined probably should be closed and let people um, decide if they want to check their, watch their children and uh, if they want to be tested. We'll get through a, you know, a week or two and see how they're doing. But we haven't ha- seen any more positives from there so far. There's been some testing of other staff and uh, we're cautiously optimistic that this uh, doesn't spread any farther.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's terrific to hear about that. You know, what is the county situation in terms of PPE and testing kits?
1: Well, actually, the health department doesn't have any testing kits. We had um, relied on the state health department. In the beginning, there was a real shortage of tests, as you remember, probably. Sure. So that anybody that wanted a test had to get a number from um, their local health department. and had to be really high risk or have a, a you know, first responder status or a health care provider. Now anyone... Um, can get tested. There's There are two sites in Springfield, the one that IDPH is putting in our parking lot, has in our parking lot, and Walgreens, where you can be tested just if you're asymptomatic. The respiratory centers on uh, 6th Street and MacArthur, I believe, still require that you have some symptoms um, and have an appointment. So right now, the two testing sites are the IDPH one and Walgreens, where you can be tested um, with or without symptoms and um, at no cost. Walgreens will test anybody over 18, and currently the IDP site in our parking lot will do anybody who wants a test, but they will also do children.
0: Gotcha. And the, no, the, and the Walgreens site, too, which is the North, night, the North Grand, the old uh, uh, Walgreens there, that, that's another one, too, where you don't have to show any signs of symptoms to get a test? That's correct. All right, very good. Are we seeing any delays in test results like they are in other parts of the country? Um, We're seeing a little bit of
1: delay, and we were just kind of spoiled about getting results. When SIU was doing their uh, testing in our parking lot in June, uh, we would see results in a day or two. Walgreens is a little quicker with the method that they use. Um, Ours goes through the Illinois Department of Public Health Lab, which is hugely busy, so it's taking about three days for results, uh, for people to get their results from there, three to four days. So we were spoiled with fastness, so people are a little disappointed that they don't get
2: results quite as quickly. So we've got asymptomatics that are testing positive. Yes. Uh, and do we, again, know like the, the age range here of, of those, that that group of people and those who aren't necessarily showing symptoms but are t- showing positive?
1: Yes. And mostly those will be the ones that are, you know, under 60 and you know, kind of like not the high risk group, as we would see it. People who who have been either working in an environment where they may have, may have been exposed or they're just out and about more than they were in phase two or three. Is the best we can tell. Um, I'd say about half of our uh, people who test positive have some link to someone else who is positive. So it could be a family member, which kind of makes sense if one is positive and you're living put together in a household that you know might have another person in the household test positive, husband, wife, those kind of things. So. So, what's the protocol? Half have a link
2: like that. What's the protocol then uh, in those types of situations? I take it they're self isolating for two weeks, and then do they go back and try to get another test to see if they can, you know, uh, get free of that self isolation? How does that uh, play out exactly for that individual who may be asymptomatic and they get a test back and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't feel anything. Right. I've got COVID. Right. What's going on?
1: <laughs> right. And that's why the nurses, you know, we have contact tracing nurses and they, uh, Talk to the positive cases, you know, every day or every other day to make sure they you know, they start out asymptomatic often, and then they get some symptoms mid, you know, midstream of 14 days. Um, some never do get any sign of illness, and so it's, it's a case by case basis, trying to go back on when the person may have been infected based on their test date. And you know, the public health part of this is to make sure that we feel that this 14 days or more, depending on what the nurse hears. Um, keep protects the public we want to stay home so they get well but we also want to stop the spread that's the purpose of uh, isolation and quarantine.
0: Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Gail let's talk about the restaurants here now that they're opened up in the dining rooms in phase four are you satisfied with how restaurants are handling their dining rooms so far? I
1: believe the majority of the restaurants are doing everything they can and everything has been asked of them as far as spacing and social distancing and you know, not putting condiments on the table unless you want them, um, having their staff mask whenever possible. I think when people go into a restaurant and they're concerned, they can kind of look around quickly and see if the employees are wearing masks, trying to protect them from each other and uh, the public. And, you know, we do hear occasionally a couple cases where people are just, not happy and want to report that there's a particular restaurant or some place they've been in that is not enforcing the mask rule. And our best advice to them, it's it's an honor system. We don't have a mask police, but we do counsel people, you know, and try to talk to them, um, owners and facilities, when we get these complaints. But, you know, if if people are concerned and they are trying to protect themselves and wearing masks faithfully and they go to a place that they don't see a mask, you know, they might not want to stay. Um, That's really the power of the individual at this point.
0: Yeah, we've, we've seen a couple of, uh, uh, you know, Crow's Mill Pub and a couple of other places that have had, you know, a, a situation where they've uh, voluntarily closed or whatever. But uh, in that situation, would you be considering closing restaurants that can be traced to any COVID outbreak that uh, continue to uh, not follow the distancing guidelines?
1: If yes. If yes. there, um, there's a situation where the virus is still spreading and there's, you know, not cooperation, if we know that there's illness there and continues to spread, we, we do have that option to uh, go in and close. I think the places that have chosen to close either for a day or two to clean and reorganize their staff a little bit are, are doing the right thing. Um, if we do see the spread, you know, in general, it's more than just one person, that there's a, a true risk of the virus spreading then we do have the ability to
2: um
1: Encourage or force a closure?
2: Has the Department of Public Health, uh, locally for Sangamon County, done that at all for any businesses during this?
1: At this time, no. Early on, we, you know, when we were first dealing with this, there was businesses that were, you know, blatantly ignoring the executive order, which we were all learning to live with. We had, you know, done some, you know, cease and desist um, information, and since then we have not. We've worked with the city fire department and uh, police departments, and Visited facilities that we know and have heard complaints about, so we do do that. But at this point, we have not um, closed any place. Um, but because uh, we really, if there's there's a supposition of of disease because it's in our community, but until we can add, know um, that there is a person or persons that are um, in a facility potentially exposing people, then we do have that power.
0: And Gail also
1: the power with say
0: food, but sure, right, right, exactly, right. And Gail, you know, we've had a lot of talk about uh, schools opening up. A UIS just came up with their plan, and of course, uh, everybody's going forward with the governor's uh, uh, wishes to to have school open this fall or whatever. Uh, But we're we're seeing some areas, you know, pushing back a little bit on that. Maybe not so much in Illinois, but in other parts of the country. But if the call were yours to make for county schools, uh, would you open them this fall, given the numbers you see today?
1: Well, we're working really closely with the schools right now, and and no school wants to have an outbreak or a problem. Um, And we've been the um, regional office of education and the superintendents and everybody have been working really closely together. They've been talking with us, talking to IDPH. I think there's several meetings in the next few weeks to try to come up with a plan uh, to keep the children as safe as possible and have learning uh, available. So they're kind of going over that. If, you know, the what ifs, what if a child tests positive, what are we going to do? How are we going to keep everybody safe? The one tool that we all have that's not very popular is a mask, and I believe that's a little more difficult to deal with with younger children um, and how to keep keep classrooms or keep the children as safe as possible in the event that somebody is positive to reduce the the spread. Um, we really have not seen many children test positive, and there's been more testing of children, but it does happen, and I think there's a asymptomatic and generally healthier um, of our of our community. So, yeah, it's a concern, and we are trying to review every every means possible.
0: Yeah, the other mandate, too, that seems to be tricky would be checking the temperatures of the kids before they go in, you know. Uh, um, is, is that even doable at some schools?
1: Well, the schools that we've been working with are, and even the athletics trying to start to open and do a little bit of training. They are committed to taking temperatures, and I think that is a a real challenge, and even if at a workplace, so I can imagine it at a school. So, sure. uh, some of them may do it at the classroom level, some are doing it before they even come in, some are using uh, having the parents um, do some screening too. So, those things are still kind of working out oh, the yeah. details, but those are exactly the challenges.
0: Well, yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, with 1,500 people at Southeast High School, you know, how exactly does that work every day where you're checking yeah. the temperatures? I mean, I... I those things take, like, t- two to five
2: seconds to work, and yeah. you've got parents that are dropping kids off, and are they going to have to wait outside in the rain or in the storms yeah. or, I, I you mean, know, the buses, they are they going to be, you know... Yeah, yeah, right. it's, yeah. I, I, the logistics of that—it just—it sounds. Uh, oh it is daunting. <laughs> I don't, don't want to be a principal at any of these schools. I just. Well, want, I know. That's going to be cool. quite it's, the it's, task.
1: It, it really is, and that's that's the challenge. And I think everybody appreciates how much work it is. It's like the teachers suddenly had to learn to teach from computers rather than face right. to
0: face. So sure. All exactly. All
1: districts are working and trying to come up with the best best methods that they can. So. um, that we're just, just really beginning deep conversations with
0: them at this point. Yeah. Uh, listen, nobody asked for any of this, but Gail, throughout all of this, you've been most gracious to us, and we really appreciate that. Thank you so much for your time. And I, I know we can call on you again, I hope. <laughs> <Let's>
2: talk soon. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. And, and thank
1: you for helping spread the word.
0: You've had no problem. Thank you.